0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you listening to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. We are back for another podcast talking about week one talking about overreactions from week one, talking about the upcoming Thursday night game, the matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Carolina Panthers. But before, before we get going into that, let's talk about our articles, our premium articles over on the website this year. If you've not ch- uh, checked out our premium articles and our premium packages over on www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, we have our DFS and season-long packages uh, going up. Hopefully we help you guys bring out the W's in season-long and we hope we made, hope, hopefully help you make money in DFS. We have weekly and full season packages available. Definitely worth, worth the look. And also our Mastermind Chat. If you've signed up for Mastermind Chat, it's been fun talking to you this, this last weekend. Kind of shooting stuff off of each other. You have a question, we kind of talk it out. Kind of put you in the right direction. Hopefully we put you in the right w- direction to get the W. Having plenty of talks about different trade options. Hopefully you guys are uh, taking advantage of that if you are part of the Mastermind Chat. And if you've not checked out Mastermind Chat, definitely think it's worthwhile for you to take a look at. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. Check us out on www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, both our DFS and season-long packages, as well as our Mastermind Chat packages, weekly, monthly, full season available. Definitely check it out and let us know if we can help you become a better player this year. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right on into today's podcast and first talk about the overreaction from this past week. Week one, we always hear about the overreactions. I'm going to drop this player. This player sucks. Can't, can't, uh, I can't rely on this player moving forward. It's week one, folks. Um, don't have to worry about this. Yes, it's going to happen. Yes, we're going to see duds happen throughout the year. These players are going to write the ship for the most part. I think it's not... Uh, Especially some of of these names that you guys are sending out to me, it's kind of crazy on some of the names that I'm hearing about. I'm I'm worried about this player, worried about that player. Some big names that people are worried about, I think we're going to talk about them now and kind of give you my input. Um, so here's some overreactions sent by the genius um, mob out there about players that are either overreacted by uh, a good thing about maybe putting up a big game or an overreaction about the, uh, putting up a dud where they thought they were going to have a nice game. Fat Pass, the 21 one will start it off. He talks about Sammy Watkins. Obviously, that's a good overreaction. Watkins put up a monster stat line. Yes, a lot of it had to do with the, um, the loss of uh, Tyreek Hill. And he's going to miss four to six weeks. This is the Watkins that, we, if we remember correctly, when he was in Buffalo, he had about as much upside as anybody in the league. Watkins, a player that I think um, coming into the in, into the league, I think he was very, he was he was, he was highly thought of. Put up not monster numbers, just didn't be able to put it together on a weekly basis. Makes his way to Kansas City last year, didn't have a very a big impact last year. But going into this year, healthy, ready to go with this offense. I was high on Watkins coming into the year. Obviously, I didn't think he'd be be able to put this kind of number up, but again, he's not going to put this up on, on a regular basis. But I definitely think that he is going to be a player we want to keep an eye on moving forward. And if you did draft Watkins, you're sitting pretty because you have a wide receiver, wide, wide receiver one, wide receiver two option right now, especially with Tyreek Hill out four to six weeks. Um, with that injury to to uh, Tyreek Hill, we want to uh, make sure McCole Hardman is rostered in every league. For me, one of my top priorities this week in uh, in in, uh, at the wide receiver position for waiver wire was either McCole Hardman or Terry McLaurin. I'm having a hard time picking between the two of them. I picked them both up in a couple leagues, and then I then I went with whichever one um, kind of do I want more of a lottery ticket in um, in Hardman, or do I want more of a, a little more of a safety pot with the McLaurin? I think the lottery ticket for Hardman can be phenomenal, especially with these four to six weeks. And if Tyreek Hill does have to miss more time than that, we could see this kid actually blow up. This is why they drafted him. They took him because he has the same kind of skill set as Tyreek Hill does. I think McCole Hardman is a player that we might be looking back at if you picked him up in waiver or maybe even took him in late in draft just for that lottery ticket that I talk about. You might be sitting pretty later in the season, especially if Hill is forced to miss even more time than the four to six weeks that we're looking at. Josen.5280 says Devontae Adams. We're talking about a lot of Adams. Plenty of people out there are wondering about Adams. Is he going to be reliable this year? Crazy question. The guy's going to be reliable. He is Aaron Rodgers' top target. Had a rough game last week. He's likely going to have another rough game this week going against Xavier Rhodes. Adams is going to be fine moving forward and actually in, in a lot of the leagues that I don't own Adams I hope he does have a bad game that way I can maybe look at uh, targeting him with the with the owner kind of put a little more panic in that owner and kind of get, get him for cheap as a wide receiver one option obviously coming in the year he was my number one option at wide receiver yes I probably should have went Hopkins maybe even Julio Jones is my number one option there but Adams gonna be fine he's going to be great he's going to put up monster numbers this year I don't have to worry about Adams moving forward neither should you Plenty of people are wondering about the Browns offense, um, especially Nick Chubb, especially Baker Mayfield, what to do with those kind of players there on that offense. Again, I think coming into the season, they were the sweethearts of everybody. They were the darlings. Everybody thought they were going to win the, the North, including myself. I still think they do win the division. All this talk about Super Bowl, I think, was, was early. I don't think they were going to make the Super Bowl, but I definitely think that they were going to come in and win the division and put up a fight, at least in the playoffs, to, to represent the AFC in the big game. But when it comes to Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield, I don't think there's much to worry about right now. Yes, if they come out and they, they kind of put up another dud, maybe we can start worrying about it. I don't see it happening. I think they're going to come out and they're going to put up a good, nice game plan against the Jets this week. I think Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, they're all fine moving forward. Maybe they're not as uh, dominant and safe as we once thought they were starting the year. But I think they're fine moving forward. I think the biggest thing we have to worry about is Odell Beckham. What's going to happen with this watch issue? The guys are wearing a, a, a normal house for most of us out there around this wrist. $200,000 watch. I think it's crazy that someone can have that, that expensive and watch. But, hey, if he wants to wear it, what's going to happen? The NFL has going to have to make a decision. I think there's too many too many things that can happen with that watch on. Can it shatter and, and hurt players, that kind of stuff. So it be interesting on what the league says about that. But um, it's just crazy that he can have the house payment, a, a, a house for most of us, wrapped around, his, wrapped around his wrist and worrying about wearing it during the games. Um, but other than that, I think the, the Browns are going to be fine. They're not going to be as, as the dominant as maybe we thought, but they are going to be fine moving forward in fantasy, even though they do have a kind of a tough schedule um, over the next few weeks. <clears throat> w 7 says, what about Jameis Winston? Yes, I was very high on Jameis Winston. I thought he was a player that you can get late in drafts, but I also thought you had to make sure you paired him with another quarterback. So I have plenty of shares of Winston, but I have him with Cam Newton. I have him with uh, Kyler Murray. I have him with a couple of Matt Ryan teams. So I do have plenty of Winston. I'm not going to abandon ship with with him right now. I'm still going to stick with Winston on my lineups. I still think he does put up decent numbers this year. Is he safe? Absolutely not. Can he put up another dud throughout the season? Absolutely. The guy is – maybe he's not a great football player, but for fantasy he's a fine option. I think he's going to put up some big numbers throughout the year, but maybe he's not as safe as maybe I once thought he was. I still think this offense is going to put up good points um, because they're going to have to throw throw the ball continually. uh, Again, this week they're going to have to throw the ball against Carolina if they want to try to come out with a win victory. I'm not sold on their ground game, definitely not sold on their defense. If they're going to do anything, it's going to be with Winston in the passing game. I'm not giving up yet. But they are not safe options by any means for Winston. Jay McKee, 8, says, Lamar Jackson, what a game this kid had. Um, throwing the ball, running the ball, whatever it was. He fit, what, 59 points. The Baltimore Ravens put up that game. A lot of that coming from Lamar Jackson's arm, which is crazy to say, the start the year. Everybody thought that maybe the, uh, he was gonna, he, he's not the, the, able to handle the situation of the quarterback this year. He proved everybody wrong. Lamar Jackson had a monster game. And Lamar Jackson is actually, as odd as it sounds, a big game he had. He is one of my sell high. If you can get something at all above what you drafted Lamar Jackson, I think you try to do it especially if you can improve your team at running back or wide receiver. If you can get one of the top talents at one of those positions because someone wants to super overpay for Lamar Jackson, you definitely want to pull the trigger on that and uh, sell him now when his value is about as highest as it's ever going to get. He's probably going to put up another nice game this weekend, so maybe you wait another week and maybe you can get more value out of him. But I think if you have another quarterback in the, on your roster, if you can sell high on Lamar Jackson, I definitely would try to do so plenty of people wondering about that Tampa bay buccaneers offense mike evans oj howard chris godwin had a decent game but um, still people expecting these monster numbers from the offense and i was one of them i thought this, this this game against the 49ers was gonna be a game that was gonna be a shootout both uh, both teams putting up monster stat lines especially in the passing game the buccaneers were a no-show in the past game winston evans oj howard all put up big monster duds Am I giving up on any any of them? Absolutely not. I'm still very high on Evans, still very high on Howard, and you know my view on Winston. Evans is going to be a player that if, if you can get him for super cheap, I definitely would try to do that. There's going to be people that are going to panic. There's people in every league that does that. After week one, they're going to panic. They're going to sell people for what they don't want to uh, trade them for. Definitely see if you can get Evans. OJ Howard, does have a, it sounds like he does have a little injury that he's fighting from the game. I think it's going to be fine moving forward. I think he still is going to be one of the better tight ends in the league outside the top three. So, yes, I'm not giving up on the Buccaneers. I'm not panicking right now. I'm not going to push that panic button. But I'm going to keep an eye on Winston. Evans, I have no issue with. And O.J. Howard, I think will to be fine moving forward as well. Chris Godwin, I still think he's in for a huge year this year as well. Give me the Buccaneers passing game still. I'm not going to be worrying about it too much right now. Going to be keeping an eye on him, yes. But am I panicking? Absolutely not. Matthew underscore H3 asks about Joe Mixon. The injury to Joe Mixon is kind of worrisome, but it sounds like he's going to be fine. Maybe he misses this week and he'll be back next week. Um, So I'm not too worried about Mixon moving forward. The game he had last week was the injury-based. As long as he's healthy and ready to go, I think Mixon's fine moving forward. He's still one of my favorite running backs this year in fantasy. Lots of fear on Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, and David Montgomery. With Fournette, if we look, at, look behind like the actual numbers of, of the yards that he got, the guy got most of the carries. I think he got all but three of the carries in the ground game, was involved with the passing game, was on the field for most of the snaps. If you're going to say that he's going to be out there that much uh, moving forward every week, I want to have 100% of Fournette. Luckily, I do. I think I have him in every single league, uh, one of my leagues this year. Absolutely love Fournette going into the season. Didn't change my mind, especially with the amount of looks that he got. And, uh, yes, he's going to have to produce with those looks that he gets, but if they're, if they're going to have him on the field as much as he is and have him involved in the passing game, I do not have any fear of Fournette. Give me Fournette, give me more Fournette, and then while we're at it, give me some more Fournette moving forward. Aaron Jones, a little more worrisome about Aaron Jones, but I'm still not too worried about him. I still think the, the Packers, if they know it's right for them, they're going to want to get him the ball. Jones is the better back there. Yes, he, he uh, kind of maybe has some brain farts in the game. Uh, didn't really uh, p- put together a, um, a a solid game. But, but again, this was against the Chicago Bears. Bears have one of the better defenses in football. Aaron Jones is fine. I'm, I'm not worrying right now. I'm gonna, just like Winston, I'm going to keep an eye on him, see what it looks like. But as long as uh, Jones is going to be getting the looks of the number one option there in the ground game, I have no fears of Jones moving forward. Jones and David Montgomery are two of my uh, buy lows as well. Montgomery, I think the Bears are easing him into the system, easing him into the season. Rookie running back, I think he still is the better back there, and I think they realize that he is the best, better back of him and Davis, um, so I I think Montgomery is a, a solid buy-low option if you can find the owner panicking on Montgomery. might take him a couple of weeks to kind of become that, that featured back, but I think eventually we're going to see kind of what we did with the, uh, Josh Jacobs in Oakland. Eventually it's going to be the same thing with Montgomery. They're going to have to give him the ball and have him the lead back with three Cohen as the pass catching back. And again, we, with all these Adams, Adams uh, fears, we also have Julio Jones and Todd Gurley fears. If you're, fear, if you're worried about Julio Jones, there's something wrong because the guy is one of the best receivers in football. Every year he has been. Sometimes he starts slow. I think last year he started slow as well. People panicked last year and what he finished off one of the better wide receivers. I have no fears on Jones, Adams. Todd Gurley, I don't really have any fears with because if you look at the second half production, Todd Gurley did get the looks. Um, yes, in the first half, the, the goal line looks and the, the touchdowns went to uh, Malcolm Butler. But they, they know Todd Gurley's the guy, and, and I think they're going to write the ship this week. Is he going to get as much work as he did last year? I don't think so. Should he have been a first-round pick like I originally thought going into the season? Maybe not. Maybe he was more of a second-round or a late-second-round pick. I still think Todd Gurley's going to be fine moving forward. I have no issues with Todd Gurley this season, and neither should you. Absolutely should have no fears with uh, Julio Jones and Devontae Adams. So, just to talk about those few things, I think um, if you can sell high in Lamar Jackson, I definitely would. Don't have any fears on the Cleveland Browns offense or the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks offense, but I will be keeping an eye on both offenses uh, moving forward. If I start to see more and more of like, these bad games, then maybe we kind of start to look at that panic button, but absolutely not going to be doing it right now. Winston is going to definitely keep more of an eye, but again, you should have another option with Winston. I did not recommend having him as your only quarterback. I, I said I liked him, but I did want to have him with a, uh, paired with another quarterback. So hopefully you listen to that and you have another option that you can go with. But I think he's going to be fine this week uh, against the uh, Panthers as well. I'm going to probably go right back to the ship and go Winston and hope he can have a better game than he did last week. Can't have any worse one, I would, uh, I would hope. Uh, Julio Jones, Adams, Gurley, all fine. Fournette, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, not worrying too much about that. There's, there's going to be plenty of ways that you can possibly buy low on players, so definitely throw some feelers out there. And if you can get a superstar talent for someone that's uh, really panicking on that Aaron Jones or Montgomery or even, I mean, if, if you can get Julio Jones for super cheap, great for you, bad for that owner. Do not panic. It's week one. Plenty of football left. Tomorrow night, we get back into the week two. That's right. Um, once Monday night hits, we have a couple days, and we're right back into the, to the next week. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers on Thursday. Again, I think I'm, I'm on the same ship as I talked about last week. I think I'm on the Jameis Winston's. I'm on the passing game. I'm on Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard. Um, m- maybe I'll have a little bit of Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones is starting to look that he's going to be the, uh, the lead back there in Tampa Bay. But, again, I'm not sold on the, on the ground game in Tampa Bay, which has me um, all in on Tampa Bay Buccaneers passing game. I'm going to still ride that, ride that passing game. I think there's good games in there, and I think that's going to happen this week. A lot of times we see this Thursday night game kind of sloppy and uh, kind of more of a defensive struggle. But I think both offenses here are going to be able to get, uh, get the ball rolling. I like Cam Newton. Um, yes, he had a bad game last week, but the same thing. I'm not worried about Cam Newton moving forward. We're going to see those big games. We're going to see those bad games from Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. It's just part of, the, part of their game plan, part of the way they play. They have good games. They have bad games. We have to kind of deal with it. Hopefully we find those options that are right on, on our side for both Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. I think Winston's going to be the lesser owned of the two, and I'm going to have a lot of shares of the Carolina passing game. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson. Greg Olson is, is dinged up a little bit, so maybe you could uh um, go, go away from Greg Olson obviously we know what Christian McCaffrey is and if we're looking at a player that maybe is going to be kind of lesser owned that you can kind of throw into your captain spot if you're playing over on DraftKings what about a Cameron Bray? I mean if it's if, if, if OJ Howard is kind of dinged up and maybe he is uh, losing a step here and there not getting the looks he has we know Cameron Bray can put up those nice games as well super cheap over on DraftKings so maybe we look at Cameron Bate getting, the, getting a t- touchdown or two in the red zone. All of a sudden, you have someone that's lesser owned in the, the captain spot to kind of help you. you, you got to find those uh, be really contrarian on these on these single-game slates when you're trying to beat out 130,000-plus people. That's the way I'm looking at this game. Going to avoid both defenses. I might take a shot at both kickers. That's one way to kind of save money is to throw the kickers into your lineup as well. If you're not sold on the ground game at all, so maybe you look at the uh, Ogunbuala. Um, the pass-catching b- uh, back in Tampa Bay. Last week, if we opened up his game log, last week in the first game he had uh, uh, five targets, four receptions, only 33 yards, but the entire offense was not very good in Tampa Bay. So maybe people kind of go away from him. He is the pass-catching pass, pass catching back there in Tampa Bay. That's the way I'm looking at handling that um, That there. If you have any questions or you're part of the Mastermind, drop me a, a line. We'll try to talk it out, kind of put together the right matchup from both of us. Maybe one of us out there can take this big puppy down. $250,000 in first place, $1.1 million prize pool. But again, it's a big-time lottery ticket. you got to beat out 130,000-plus people, but the be- the odds there are better than the lotto. Hopefully, one of us can take down this big trophy. If it's not me, hopefully, it's one of you guys out there. That'll do it on today's podcast. Hope you guys had a fantastic day. If you guys are coming off of the loss on week one, hopefully we can get you started on the week two, get that ball rolling. We, I, I just uh, put up my cash game plays over on DFS. We'll have my sit, uh, start sit article tomorrow for our uh, season-long uh, premium art members. The rankings are up on the site. Um, so hopefully you guys can get the W's this week. If you're starting 0 and one, we'll get we'll get that going to one and one. If you're one and 0, push that to two and 0. The seasons here, keep going. Let's dominate these leagues. If you haven't done so already, please give us a follow on Twitter. We are at Fan Sports Genius, Instagram, we are at fantasy football underscore genius underscore. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com DFS season long premium articles up there weekly, and full season packages available. Our Mastermind Chat monthly, weekly, and full season packages available there. Hope to see you guys on the site. Have a great day, and thanks for the listen, and let's dominate those leagues.